option of body moving, I am going to perform that entire dance. If you come to the 5 a.m. service. Anyway, if you are here, I can't wait to do it. It's going to be amazing. And I'm only going to need about, you know, two other people to help me do that one. Maybe three people for that one. So, but uh, if, if we haven't met, my name's Dean, part of the team at, at True North. It's great to have you here. And we have been in this series. It's called Body Moving, and it's all about what it means to be the body of Christ and what it means to be a part of a local church that is in the incarnation, if you will, the, the kind of flesh and blood experience of the body of Christ in this world. And uh, so if you're new here today, uh, welcome, and it's so great to have you here. And uh, whether you believe everything we believe or not, or, you know, even sort of feel like, you know, I don't even know what this church God thinks about, you are still invited today to be a part of what is happening here. And, and you may be amazed what happens on that journey. And if you're someone who uh, is a part of True North here in Marowa, uh, this has just been a great time to reflect on what does it really look like and mean to be the body. The last couple of weeks we've looked at, I guess, in lots of ways in Ephesians 4, the reality of what the body is, and today we're going to kind of really focus in on the moving part uh, and what it means to not just kind of talk about who we are as the body and talk about what we're called to do, but what does it look like to really move and move together as the body of Christ? Because it's when we move together that we actually do get to, you know what, I can't replicate those breakdance moves yet, but, um, you know, but that, that when we move together, that's when we get to do the kinds of things we go, wow, I could have never done that by myself. I could have never, uh, or I, I might not have thought, you know, this was even possible. But yet now, look, I'm a part of something that is beautiful and amazing and incredible in this world. And that's what the body of Christ is called to be. Uh, in fact, we're going to be diving into that this morning. You know, uh, we are looking at this in terms of what it looks like together as the body of Christ. But I love to look at uh, any group of people. For myself, anytime I see or hear about different groups of people who are together moving towards one common goal, one common objective, I love to see the incredible nature of, of what people, human beings, are able to achieve when they move together. Uh, one of the, uh, if uh, a few weeks ago, our, our chairman of the elders, Brian Smythe, was talking about this book about uh, a particular team. It was called Legacy. How many people are familiar if I showed you a picture uh, how many people be familiar with this group of, of people uh, behind me or beside me? You know, you see this, and you are seeing one of the most successful sports clubs in any kind of sport there is in history. The All Blacks are, have an 86% win rate. That is unheard of. Um, you know, they, it, they have an unbelievable, and when you see, you know, and, and when you even see the jersey, you've got another, another shot here for you, just of, when you just see this jersey, and that all it represents, it is just this picture of, of what it means to be an all black and a part of this sustained kind of just excellence and the incredible nature of who this team is. Well, give me a shot if you are an all blacks fan. Give it a clap and a, and a shout. We got a few. Now, just so you know, and I didn't put a picture, but while I was, I was thinking, now if they are one of the most successful uh, sports clubs in all sports in history, I thought just quickly, I, I typed into Google because I thought I might put a picture. I didn't in the end, but I typed in worst uh, sports club. 
I just put in worst sports club ever. And the first search result was the Wallabies. And I just couldn't <laughs> believe it. I mean, I didn't even put it in rugby. I didn't put it. just the Wallabies came up. And there were actually a, a lot of articles because they're in their worst stretch uh, right now uh, for quite some period of time. They're not officially the worst ever. I'm like, but the, so when you see the jersey, uh, you know, it just represents so much. And we're going to reflect a little bit about what... Uh, a little bit of, you know, if we were to, if we were going to have a shirt, what would it look like? What would, what, what are we called to represent? I want to look at Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1. And this is, you know, Ephesians 4 as we said. It talks a lot about, you know, the book of Ephesians. Paul is helping us understand what Jesus has done. And now this new community of people that he is creating. Ephesians 4 looks a lot at the body and how we relate to one another and how we've been joined and fitted together. And then in Ephesians 5, I just love these kind of summary of what it now looks like to move together. It says, follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love. Walk in the way of love. I, I just love this phrase, walk in the way of love. Just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. Walk in the way of love. Let me hear you say, walk in the way of love. And that was a long sentence, and you guys did incredibly well saying it together. All that fight for unity if you've been here the last couple weeks. Great. You know, I just love this idea of walking in the way of love. Do you know if there is a way we are called to move, if there was a name for the dance moves we're supposed to dance, if there was a way we're supposed to move together, it is that we are supposed to walk in the way of love. And that when people look at us and how we walk together and how we, uh, how we relate to one another, we are to walk in the way of love. Do you know, all, all throughout, what we're going to unpack a little bit today is what this love looks like. Uh, you know, what this love uh, is all about. How does it take on concrete action? There's an incredible story to go back to the All Blacks for a moment, the most successful sports club in history. And there's a, a book about them I mentioned called Legacy. And in it, they talk about what made this group of people unique, what makes them, you know, how do you achieve something like that? And I love this snapshot uh, the writer gives of after a particular game, this was in 2010, uh, Richie McCaw was, had just finished his 91st test and he became officially the most successful captain they've ever had. They had celebrations. They were in the, the shed, their kind of locker room after. They had, you know, media there and photos and all the things that come with the big win that they had that day. But then they talk about what happened when kind of all the light bulbs were done and everything had been uh, sort of finished up in that sense. And it said, this is when something, after all the media has gone in the press and the lights and the cameras, this is when something happens you might not expect. Listen to what they say. Here they all are. They're in the shed together. It says, two of the senior players won an international player of the year. Twice. They each pick up a long handled broom and they begin to sweep the sheds they brush the mud and the gauze into small piles in the corner and while the country is still watching replays and school kids lie in bed dreaming of all blacks glory the all blacks themselves are tidying up after themselves sweeping the sheds doing it properly so no one else has to because no one looks after the all blacks. The all blacks look after themselves. 
And I just, when I heard that the first time, I, I just thought, what an incredible picture of what it looks like. They hear these guys and all the glory and everything that kind of comes with being an all black and the most successful team ever and all the hard work and the sacrifice and the, and the light bulbs and the thousands of fans and kids everywhere, you know, dreaming of what it would be like. And yet here they go. They go, no one is going to just look after us. We are each one going to do our part. And if it means sweeping up the dirt and the gauze and the rubbish, that's what the all blacks do. And, and it's just an incredible picture. You know, when I thought about, you know, the great difference. And, and you know, one of my favorite teams is uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, if you know. Last year, they had a win percentage of about 21%, I believe. So, you know, kind of 86 to, you know, probably maybe 20%, you know. And, and one of the things that can happen on lots of teams and sports teams is they revolve around who are the players who are there. You know, when, when we had a couple good players, guess what? The team was pretty good. But what you see here is a picture of what happens when a group of people are committed to something that's bigger than any individual. And, and they create a culture where it's not, what will I get from this experience? But you know what? How do I? No one's going to look after me. No prima donnas allowed, no kind of superstars, I'm too big for this. Only a group of people who are all committed to the common goal. And just as the all blacks then as a team are just known in a way that's bigger than any one individual, likewise, the body of Christ should always be about how people come together, not to be served or to have other people who do this for them, but so that this whole group of people works together saying nothing's ever beneath me. But as we love and walk in the way of love, Christ is known above all else. Come back to these verses. It says, so this is what the way of love looks like. Just as Christ loved us. How, we, we are supposed to live out what did Christ do for us. He sacrificed for us. He gave himself up for us. That's what the way of love looks like. See, this word love... When we think about love in our culture, love is often kind of like, oh, you know, you, you make me feel so happy, and I look into your eyes, and I feel warm and fuzzy, and, you know, I want to marry you because you make me so happy, and, uh, and which is just another way of saying, I'm, I'm just thinking about me, and I'm glad you're making me happy, you know, it's like, that. so love is really just, yeah, that's great, if you're a part, you're making my world happy, that's good, I'm happy with you, which is another way of saying, I love myself, so, you know, but... We live in a world, and so then you see in teams, and in teams, it's like, yeah, I'll be a part of this team, and as long as what it's given into my life, then that'll be good. But what I love is the picture of, no, 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 the way it works in the body of Christ is we walk in the way of love, which is sacrifice for others, which is give myself up for others. The word love there is agape. Do you know agape is, is a word that belongs to the followers of Jesus? It's a word for love. It's one of the three or four Greek words for love, and it means a self-sacrificing love, a I'm focused on others' love. This is not about me. I, how do I sacrifice for you? And that's why our example is Jesus. We are to be people who imitate Jesus. And what did he do? He loved, sacrificed for us. And if there was a T-shirt for us that we should wear, it should probably be black and just have the word agape written across it. And so we've designed one, and you can buy them today. So I'm no, just kidding. That's not actually the case, although actually Chantel Gomez, who many of you know, this is a, a project she designed and she is developing. But I just love this shirt because it says uh, just agape is what we should put on. And agape is self-sacrificing love for others. 
It's not what do I get, it's what do I give. That's agape. And you know, it wasn't a word that even kind of existed in the Greek language. They had another form of it, agapeo. There were ideas and close to it. But agape itself only begins to come into usage after Jesus' death and resurrection. So I say, you know, agape really was established 33 AD. This is when agape comes into existence through Jesus' love and sacrifice for us that opens up this is now what love is. And so agape comes into being. The writers of the New Testament start to use it. Eventually it becomes a word, but it's the property. It was always meant to define how do Jesus' followers relate to one another. That's literally what it has always been supposed to be. Its origin comes in there. And that we should always be people who seek to sacrifice and to love one another, not in a nice, what do I get from this, but in a how do I give into this kind of way. You know, so body moving today. We want to be really actually kind of concrete today and say, you know what, we don't ever want to be a body who talks about being sacrificial, who likes the idea of being sacrificial, but actually how do we be a body that is moving in the way of love, in the way of love, in the way of agape, and that shows the world this is what agape looks like, that we are taking steps in the way of love. Do you know what, two of the things that we'll invite you to do in a really concrete way today is to take a step. Two of the ways that we can actually put flesh and, and, and bones on this and not just let it be a nice idea is in how we serve one another and how we invest into one another and how we serve the wider body and the people that, you know, uh, that we may never even know their names, but how do we lay our lives down in sacrificial ways for them? How do we serve? You'll see on your chairs a card. It's going to talk about what's your next move. It doesn't matter if you're brand new here and you never served before. You could step out to start serving in, a, in, a, in a, a brand new way. Or maybe you've been here for a long time and you've served. There's another step in you could take to go uh, sort of deeper into the ways you're investing in other people. Or there's another step up you could take and saying, I'll take responsibility in a fresh new way. It, all of us, the key is we will either be a body that's staying still or we will be moving. And to be moving requires concrete, no, I'm, I'm taking some steps. And the second way that we'll invite you to be a part of taking some steps of sacrifice and offering day is a special offering we're doing called the Body Moving Offering. You know, if you're new here, we've been talking about this the last couple weeks, but, you know, everything we do as a church is, is resourced by people who give a sacrifice and an offering in this place, saying, God, I believe in both who you are and in what you've done in my life and in who you have uh, called the body of Christ to be in this world, and I bring a sacrifice and an offering out of my finances, a recognition that it's all yours and that you've called me to invest into this and to give into this. And we do a, a special one because week in, week out, our, our body is filled with people who do that. And this is a, a week to say, you know what, if you've never given before, can I encourage you that maybe today the reason this is kind of special is you could for the first time just go, you know what, I've never done this before. I've never maybe valued the body of Christ the, the way that made me feel like this was worthwhile before. Or maybe occasionally I give something if there's like a cause that I like. But actually just to go, no. I'm going to, for the first time, in a concrete way, I'm going to move and go, Lord, I'm willing to give, to sacrifice, to bring an offering out of the finances I have. And it doesn't matter what the amount, but to say, out of what I have, that represents, God, I, I'm so grateful for what Christ did to give everything for me. And in a small expression of that, I'm giving this to see the body of Christ flourish today. Because that's how God's called us to move.
For others, you know, you might be like me and my wife and I, from the time we got married, we wanted to always regularly, uh, we give electronically, we, at the beginning of every year, we talk about our finances and what we're doing and how the first thing we do because we value it more than anything else in our life is give into the life of the local church. We determined it from the time we were married. We progressed with it. You know, for the 15 years we've been married, I can't remember if that's the exact right amount of years. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> Something like that. It's 17. Is it set? What year are we in? 17 years. We've been married. It just goes so fast. Time flies when you're having fun, you know. But, you know, we said we're not always uh, going to do this. And, and we saw every year and to, and to kind of grow that and not to stay still but to keep moving. And, and then, but you know what I also know is even we visit that at the beginning of the year and we arrange it. But it's real easy to just kind of, yep, time goes by and things, it's just kind of going and it's going and we almost don't even notice it. And I love special moments for offering because it gives me a chance to not just stay still with what I'm doing, but to go, no, Lord, once again, let me stop and say, what have you called and invited me to do? And let me move and do something I wouldn't have done otherwise. That's why we create these kinds of moments, so that we are not a body who stays still, but that we're moving. And that's what both, I guess, stepping into serving in a different way, into giving in a different way. Imagine what it's like when all of us are moving. That's when the body, as it says in Ephesians 4, our theme verse is that the body grows and builds itself up in love as each one does their part. You know, I love the Ephesians uh, message translations of, of those verses. And this is in Ephesians 4, uh, I think it's 13, 14. And it talks about how God, he gave all these, uh, come, come ahead one more, I think, if we've got it. You know, Jesus, he, he's given out all these gifts. And it says he handed out gifts of apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, to train Christ's followers in skilled servant work. And this is what all of us, not a few people, the gifts are given, different people are equipped to, to equip every single person, Christ's followers, for skilled servant work, working within Christ's body, the church, until we're all moving rhythmically and easily with each other. Say rhythmically. What a just nice word. Now say easily. And when that happens, we are efficient and graceful in response to God's Son. Fully mature adults, fully developed within and without, fully alive like Christ. This is the picture of the body of Christ when we are all moving. When everybody's moving, when everybody's continuing to grow, when everyone's serving, when everyone's looking out for others and living and walking in the way of agape, when everyone uh, is, is giving and, and going, yep, here's my part in this. When everyone's saying, I don't leave it for anybody else, I do my part. That's when the body starts to grow to maturity. And it moves rhythmically and easily. You'll see up here this picture of these oars. And if you've been here this year, this is our picture for your body moving. And the idea of what's it like when you have a whole team. You picture a, a whole team, you know, a rowing team, you know. And when you have that rhythmic, easy kind of swing because everybody's got their oar, everybody's doing their part, that's when everything starts clicking. And I love that picture here that this is what the body looks like when everybody is doing their part. Working rhythmically and easily together. That is a thing of beauty. When you see that promo and the break dancing, you're like, that's rhythmically and easily. Not easily for me. <laughs> but that's 
the picture of what the body moving can look like. And Pastor Michelle, in fact, is going to come up. She's going to just share with us a little bit right here. It's part of this body. What can you be part of? What does it look like to grab onto the oar? What does it look like to go, yep, I'm moving. Yep, I'm finding a step. I'm, I'm going somewhere. This is what it looks like when the whole body's working together. So we don't just talk about moving, but we make sure we actually are moving and moving together. And we are so thankful for Pastor Michelle. Give her a hand as she comes up. Share with us this morning. Hand over to you. Nice. Who's ready to move? Are we ready to move? Shall we stand up and move? Bit of a, um, if you can try, you can maybe go out into the um, laneway and maybe try one of these moves if you're feeling up for it. Disclaimer, maybe sign a waiver. M move, stand, stretch. Okay, that's good. Let's sit down. What we're, um, that was just a bit of a, you know, get the body moving type of moment. Um, but what I am incredibly passionate about and what I, I love as part of my role here at True North is being able to have many conversations with many of you along the journey, along the pathway, to see how God has gifted you, to see what God has placed in your hands, and to see how he uses that to be able to benefit the body of believers. A recent story this um, on this and having a conversation um, with LZ um, this, in these last few months, and um, what we experienced last week at Women's Conference was a part of the body moving that we hadn't seen before that what we were able to experience, some 200 plus uh, women across that weekend, was this incredible creative opener that brought expression to the body like never before, that she was able to bring um, what she is gifted with. I'd heard lots of stories about this amazing woman and I should have a conversation with, and I did, and I was very thankful for, where she was able to um, create this opener where um, our theme was Beauty for Ashes. And we saw her create this opener that spoke of that story of Beauty for Ashes, where not only did she bring what she had, but then she recruited 20-plus women to be able to um, produce something that had drama, had dance, had choir, there was energy, the body was moving rhythmically and easy for those that are equipped. Um, me sitting on the other side, I was like, how do they do that? They're incredible. Um, but that was just an expression that, you know, in previous years, whilst we've had these incredible gatherings of women, what we tasted and saw this year was a part of that body moving like never before. Uh, where someone who is gifted, who is able to bring this expression and bring what God has placed in their hand to benefit everyone in the room was something that um, excites me, gets me excited, um, and I love having those conversations with people. And as Pastor um, Dean mentioned there, there's these different steps that we can take today, different parts of the body moving. And this morning, to be able to say something, that for each and every one of us here today, you may be currently serving, you may uh, not be serving yet. Um, for each one of us to hear this and to hear what God would say, because maybe for some, it's a shimming over somewhere else to take a different step. You know, the body moving, shimmy, shimmy. Um, I won't dance, I can't dance. But what, what does that look like for each one of us that as we currently are placed, where we are situated, we may be part of a team already, but there may be something else that God's bringing um, in you and um, speaking to your life where you can bring that. 
But there's these different um, responses that we can have this morning, and they're on those cards. Did Pastor Dean leave it? He did. Look here. So these different ways. And this first one, step out. So you may be part of True North Body here, and you're sitting here, and you're not serving yet. What does that look like for yourself to be able to take that step to be able to um, see what, is, what God has placed in your life, to be able to hear the stories of, um, you know, maybe you're gifted in um, different spaces and have a conversation of, actually, what can it be that I can do to take that next step? How can I step out of this comfort zone? Now, for many of you, you may be sitting here and like <laughs> saying to yourself, oh, no, I can't. I've got kids. I work. My life is busy. All these things that come up. But Sometimes they can just be, be obstacles that will stop us from actually what God wants to do in and through our lives. I remember um, many years ago um, in our Mullaloo campus um, sitting, I can tell you where I was sitting, what I was doing, keeping in my nice little happy zone. And um, the senior pastor at the time had done an altar call and um, had people up the front. And at this stage, I was serving and doing stuff and um, happily being in the backdrops and, you know, having lots of fun there. And he told me to come and pray for a person. And so I was terrified and told him, no, I can't do that. Um, that is right out of my comfort zone. That is not what I do. This is what I do. I like to, you know, if you want me to clean the toilet, I'll go and do that now. But just don't ask me that. Um, but what, what I have experienced and what took place in that moment was I, I dragged my husband down and got him to pray because he's got all the confidence in the world um, at that time. But what I love to do most nowadays is to be able to pray for someone. And what was actually stopping me as I passed that barriers, as I passed getting over myself um, and, and stepped into those places where God was calling me, I actually love doing that. It's the best thing that I get to do. I love praying for people. I love hearing what God would say for, towards people through prayer. And I like to do that. So all that to say, if you're sitting here this morning and there's all these reasons why not, I'd encourage you, well, what are, what are some of those obstacles? And they could be very real for each one of us. But actually, what is the potential of what God can do on the other side of that? When he places you, where he positions you, where he gets to uh, use you as a part of this body moving, a part that maybe necessarily we haven't seen yet, um, where we've seen, you know, this expression of drama and dance that has taken place last weekend. What does that look like for each one of us to be flourishing in what God is going to do through our, through our lives? So that is one step that we can take is to step out, to be able to be a part, to start somewhere. And all of that to say that on this journey and as we're um, looking and contemplating what these next steps are for the body moving is to be able to um, use this all as an expression of interest that, you know, we'll have conversations with you, we'll um, share some of the different spaces where you can be a part of. This idea of starting somewhere, uh, great places to start that journey is to be part of our welcome teams, our service teams that set up all these things and take up offerings. Um, cameras, you might be an introvert, so I don't really want to talk to anybody. Camera's a great place, look at them, he just stands up there, videos us, he's great, does an amazing job, but he's needed, right? Um, so each one of us, um, to play our part, and what does that look like? To start that journey, maybe on a Sunday morning, where you can be a part of one of the, the teams that set up this space 
where we see many come in to encounter the presence of God, where we see this space set up, where lives are changed and transformed as a result of that. So you can get to be a part of that, so you choose. Um, so that is one way, step out, um, start somewhere, be a part of something that will be great. And then this other uh, value is to step in. And this is for any single one of us here. And what is incredibly important with this one, and Pastor Dean mentioned this at our all-in service if you were there on that Sunday, is this idea of what does it look like to invest in someone younger? Um, right through, Barna Research would say that a person would decide this faith journey um, prior to turning 18 years old. This idea that um, this faith journey is strengthened um, and we see people will continue that, continue that faith journey as they have someone older than themselves investing in their lives. And we see this as an incredible um, value in our church this morning as we are sitting here. We have our Compass Kids at a meeting. And what happens and the model of what that looks like is this idea that there are leaders, there are older people, along the journey you don't have to have a theological degree to be a part of this but just someone who is older who can invest in a child's life that we see this this um, model of a leader with three people three little kids in their lives being able to invest into their lives being able to um, input some stuff in their lives that as they're journeying that you know who they are you know when they're taking that math test. You know when that kid is being mean to him at school. You know um, all the stuff that are going on in their lives that we can pray, that we can come alongside, that we can be a part of their journey of faith. Um, for myself, I have older kids who are 16, uh, 21 and 22. I just had to remember how old they were. Um, and what, is, what I know is true, that no matter how good a parent you are, that there are certain things a child isn't going to come to you for. And how good and how valuable it is that in the ministry of children's lives, that we would have people of faith alongside our kids, that every single child would have somebody that they look up to, that they turn to, that they go to when things are not going great or where things are going great that they would have someone to come alongside, someone to keep them on the track, that we see also that through this wisdom of ages, that this generation is faced with things that we have never experienced. This social media, bullying, all these kinds of things, drugs in schools, all these kinds of things. How are we going to be a part and how can we be a part of a child's life? And that is through a Sunday right through to youth, a youth ministry that happens here on a Friday night, where maybe that is something in you, where you've got capacity, where you've got space, where maybe it's an hour a week, where you can be a part of three kids' lives in a circle, being able to input into their lives, be able to hear what they're going through and be able to um, speak into those spaces that we would see, and the dream is, that we would see every child having someone older than themselves walking and journeying this faith journey with them to be able to keep them to the path of what God has placed in their lives. Can I have an amen from all the parents in here? Would you like that for your kids? Yeah, yeah, you agree? So what it takes for every one of us, what does it look like 
that actually it's not about us. It's not about, well, I've got nothing to give them. You have. Those kids are incredible at who they accept <laughs> as well. But then what you've got, you, you just, you, sometimes we don't even tap in with actually the resources of what we've got just because we've journeyed life a little bit along the way where you can invest into a child's life, um, encouragement, hear where they're at, know that you've got their back, know that you're going to be there. And what that looks like is small deposits over time that what we, what we hear in this model of orange curriculum is that it is about just that little bit showing up, showing up, showing up there's not a lot required, but it's the fact that you're going to show up each week, show up in those times where a kid knows that no matter what they're going through, that they've got that person that they can turn to. So that could be another next step for you, where you can be a part of investing into some little person's life, where we get to um, choose to be there, to show up, and, it's, and to be able to do that for this next step in such a way that you can tick on there, say I'm interested, and what we've got is um, we'll send out an email to yourself and you just watch this video and that explains a little bit more as to what that looks like to invest in someone's life and that video will be sent out to you this week and then have a continued conversation. So that's step in. And then this next one is step up. So this idea that you may be sitting in a team, you may be a part of a team team already and you've got, you're feeling like you've got something more to give, you're feeling like you can hold a little bit more responsibility in that, that there's a step that you can take. If you're a, the, How this all works is we have team members, so people that are part of a team, and then we've got a team leader. So that could be your next step. Maybe you're thinking like, yep, yeah, I'm part of a welcome team, I've actually got something in me, I can step up and I can lead this team. And then the next part of the journey is we have area coordinators. So those coordinators look after the team leaders and the team leaders look after the team. Um, it's very effective. We're able to do a whole lot more. Teams are cared for. Teams are looked after as a result of that. So that leadership pipeline, this idea that um, what you hold, what you have in you, it may be something that you're like, yeah, I've been, I've been sitting there, been in welcome team. I can give a little bit more. I've got a little bit more in me. Um, we will have that journey with you to see, well, how do we develop you as a leader? How do we um, come alongside to be able to see you being utilised more um, in what God has placed in your life? So there are some of the areas that um, we are going to take a moment to respond to. I'll invite our band up now. And what we're going to do now in this moment is Pastor Dean talked about this idea of these two responses this morning, that as we... As we respond to this, it's responding to what God is doing in and through True North Church, that he would see, that we would see this body moving rhythmically and easy, this idea that the giftings that are in each one of us would come to life as God breathes on those. That's what gets me most excited in these moments, is we are to, we are to see those moments where Elzette rises, 20 other rise in this area of gifting of creativity, drama, dance, music, that we would see more and more people rise in what God is doing in your life. And that's what it's about, that we would see this body moving together, that we would see the body flourishing, that as you do what you do, there is a joy that comes. After women's conference, so there was many people asking, you, asking me, aren't you tired? I'm like, no way. 
there is nothing better than what I get to do than to serve with um, a group of women to be able to see God show up and God move in people's lives. Lives are transformed, lives are changed as a result. So this morning, we're going to take a moment and the band's just going to play gently behind. And each of us, what we see in this is that we're going to get up and we're going to move as a response as well. That you can take a moment and you can tick um, and fill out that card. And also that in the, the offering moment that we're going to take up this special offering. That you can um, drop that in the box up the front here. So each one of us, that as we respond to this body moving moment, that in our giving, in our sacrifice, in what God has placed in speaking to your life, how can you move and take that next step? So we're going to fill out those cards now. We're going to um, drop our offering in. And as the band plays, come Stand up, move, do what you need and respond to that.